Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex Jamie. I'm Jamie. Uh, this week's episode, we are talking to the wickedly talented Serena Vander Woodson as she tells us all about her experience of transitioning. And yeah, I find it super interesting. Um, I had a lot of fun talking to her, as I always do. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, let us know what you thought on Instagram, Twitter, slide into my DMs, leave us a review on iTunes. Apparently that helps people find the podcast or something. I don't know, probably not, but it makes me feel better. So yeah, chuck us a review. Cheers. Uh, yeah, enjoy. Love you. Bye. Serena? Hey, Jamie. Uh, if I wanted to talk about your body, would you hold that against me? <laughs> Girl, you throwing that Britney reference, written by Bonnie McKee. No, I would not hold it against you. Okay. So, yeah, so you are, for anyone that hasn't heard you on the podcast before, you are transgender. Am I? <laughs> oh, did no one oh, tell shit. you? Oh, shit. I need to have to go. <laughs> I need to go to the doctor. <laughs> Um, so I think uh, a lot of, well, I know I'm curious to know, like, about, you know, your body and mm-hmm. what, what the deal is there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And we could switch to webcam. I could just take it off. <laughs> just for five ninety nine a month. <laughs> um, Discount code Serena. Yes, there we go. See, I'm, I'm, I'm really here, you know, to give something back to the community, <laughs> your fans, for listening. Yeah. 10% off. Yeah. My webcam show. I don't have one, by the way. <laughs> but you can hit me up on Skype. Um, MSN. You can, yeah, you can. Yeah, oh, my God, MSN. Send, them, send me a nudge. Oh, I love a good nudge. Ooh. Ooh. Getting a little hot and spicy open. You know, send me a wink. Remember that yeah. one where, like, they'll knock on the screen? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? I remember the heart. Oh, the heart the would, like, heart. take over the screen. Yeah. Like, oh, man. And, like, and you'd just be like... Bitch, fuck off! I'm trying to watch porn. Like <laughs> yeah. my parents are out. <laughs> yeah, I don't I've have got, a lot of time. I've got ten minutes <laughs> I have to get three of these in. The security <laughs> controls are going up in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay. So, what would you like to know? Um, well, I guess so. You, we've recently talked about your transition, right? Mm-hmm. Which kind of sparked off around like 16, oh, 17, story, 18. Origin, yeah, yeah. Origin story. Yeah. Um, and that was mostly kind of, you know, with clothes, you're really into women's fashion, you're mm-hmm. surrounded by it because you worked in that yeah. kind of area. So did anything kind of, I mean, well, first off, have you changed anything about your body? Um, hmm. Well, I wear, I don't wear just clear mascara anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got some makeup. Like yes. <laughs> I, I'm a, yeah, stepped up my pussy. <laughs> um, no, I haven't. Um, I mean, I'm still kind of like early days, like with my transition. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually in processing for hormone therapy. Mm-hmm. So I kind of start there in the sense that that's kind of the first thing everyone gets or does, yeah. whether it's hor- uh, like estrogen, um, they'll take what well, get take estrogen or testosterone blockers if you are female to male, and mm-hmm. then obviously it's the other way around, so estrogen blockers and you take testosterone if you are going from male to female. I am in processing 
um, but I do privately. Um, I'm a very private person, but also, but with um, the whole system, it's actually very long-winded. And it's actually good for people to know because the system is quite long-winded and that's just the world we live in. So yeah. in London, there is not many GICs. So for anyone that doesn't know, a, G a GIC is a gender identity clinic. And the waiting list to be seen by a therapist or doctor at the GIC is roughly two to three years. Jesus. Um, so you have the whole process, this is how it goes. You have to go to your GP, fill out a form. They have to deem if you're fit for this program, do a blood test, stuff like that. And um, then they have to refer you to the GIC in London. There is one as well in Devon as well. Mm -hmm. I think the waiting list is a bit shorter for that one. Yeah. Um, but the waiting list is very long. Um, I remember looking at it once and it was like, oh, we are now accepting applications from 2014. This was 2016, 2017 at this point. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's crazy. And um, it's a very long process. So then you have to, I know a friend that has gone that route through mm -hmm. NHS. So that's, um, that's for it to be on the on the NHS. Yeah, thing, for so it to be for it to, yeah for yeah. it to be on free healthcare. Yeah. Um, Canada style. <laughs> um, you know the NHS. You know as great as it is, it's very slow process. So you have to once you get seen. Um, so let's say you've waited the two years to finally have your appointment. You get seen by a therapist or the initial. You go there for a gender dysphoria diagnosis. So what that means is to prove it's a like an interview and questions and they look at your results and your from your blood test and um, they look at what your GP has written down and stuff like that and they have to come up with a decision whether or not you're fit for the program and if you actually are um, if you do have gender dysphoria which just means basically you not oh, I don't have a I don't want to say fear but you just don't identify as the body as the gender that you were born as. Yeah. Once you have that initial mm -hmm. diagnosis, it can it's take. So odd a, it's a diagnosis. It's yeah. A it's a, yeah. It's like gender dysphoria. It's yeah. This whole it's, thing, like. it's so serious and yeah. clinical. Um, and I don't really believe in the system because it's like who should you stop why should you stop people from trying to just live their life you know they can make you know we're all human we could do what we want we can make our own mistakes but it's such a um, monitored thing they need to make sure that you are going down the right path so some people wait two years and um, I think that's kind of also like the first test like if you are still serious about it two years after you've applied yeah. then they're like okay cool first test done then you have your interview or like your uh, initial diagnosis if you pass that then they kind of see if you're fit then they make you come back six months later to meet with another therapist um, and then see if you're still kind of on the fence or still uh, very certain about what yeah. you want it's by this point some people get really demotivated or frustrated or they give up or whatever but the ones that don't throw the towel in are the ones that are more successful yeah but it's to make I think the whole process is to really just ensure that no one throws in the towel uh -huh. um, or detransitions like yeah. years later they're like oh this isn't for me this isn't what I thought I'm just gonna go back to my old gender yeah because sometimes it could be too late yeah. Um, for some people and it's gonna fuck with your body as well if you're like taking 
you, you know, you have testosterone, then you're taking estrogen, and then all of a sudden you're going back to testosterone. Like, yeah. it's to make sure for your health and well-being yeah. and your sanity that you go through this process. Even though it is very frustrating, um, it's a process in itself. And then once you've done that, then, and you've passed all the tests and things like that, or tests, but um, once you've kind of gone through that stage, then you'll be referred for hormone replacement therapy. And they'll start you off on a like a sl- like a low dosage, it and like pills, then so. yeah, like it comes in different form factors. You can have it as a pill, you can take it as a patch that you can wear, and I think there's one other thing. I think it's a suppository. Yeah, I'm not too sure, um, but yeah, there's different ways you can take uh, estrogen. Um, I'm fairly young. I'm fairly like I'm fairly quite lucky. Um, I, I'm not on hormone therapy now at the moment, at this current moment in time, but um, I'm quite feminine looking. I don't have like a deep voice as such, mm-hmm. um, but also like, you know, I can live my life and I'm cool. Yeah. Like, um, and then people do things like laser hair removal and uh, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm in that stage. I do laser hair removal. Yeah, okay. um, but yeah, and then, but I do private. So there's a reason why I don't do private. It's not just because the process is so long, but it's also because I'm financially secure. Mm-hmm. I have a career, um, like a job, and you know, I work like everyone else. Yeah. I've had two jobs where I've been embraced as someone that's transgender, yeah. and they're totally fine, and it's good, it's great. I have friends and family that support and love me, yeah. um, and I didn't really have a struggle to get to where I am now. Yeah, yeah. Some people who are on that waiting list, they don't have it as easy as I do. So they don't have financial funds to support them to go private. Like, they have to do it through Uh NHS. Some people don't have a job or a career um, because they find it very hard to get employed because Because of being transgender. Yeah, okay. Um, And also, some people don't have a lot of, you know, people, you know, they're shunned from their family and friends because of wanting to go down this route. Um, so they don't have a support network. Yeah, right? they don't have a support yeah. network. They yeah. don't have people that can help them. So to, for me to take up a space on that waiting list and take it from someone else who's probably like borderline um, like depressed or suicidal or yeah. upset um, because of how their life is going and it's bad enough, you've got to make someone wait two years and then another year or six months after that. Yeah, It's a little... It's a little, I would say, greedy. I'm a yeah. taxpayer. I'm entitled to it. Yeah. But I'm in a position where it's not necessary for me to go down that route. Yeah. So, that's really, yeah, that's really yeah. fair, I guess. I, I mean, yeah, it's not... In a process like that, you know, people need all the help they can get, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, some people... look that, and, it, and this is the problem, I think, with the NHS, is that there are people that mm-hmm. can afford to go down different routes for healthcare. But then you're making it difficult for everyone else by just doing the free uh, NHS yeah. and stuff like that. You're just because you're a taxpayer. Yeah. Uh, technically, we are paying for it. We're taxpayers. Yeah. But um, you are taking it from someone, uh, taking away from someone who it needs it a lot more than you do. Yeah. So that's the mindset I have, like with anything. It's like, am I, you know, am I in a position where I can do this or do that? Um, but with so with so go through private then. What what's, what what kind of experience is that? Private's a lot quicker. So uh-huh. like you'll just send any you'll find like a clinic. There's a lot more GICs and uh, gender identity clinics that are private. Okay. Um, you'll just drop them an email or give them a call and then they'll book you for an, for an, in for an appointment. 
Um, when I first went to my original GIC, um, I, I got an appointment like the next week. Yeah. And it was right behind my work and it was like, it cost money for the initial diagnosis. Um, but it was just like an interview, it was a questions and asking about this and that. And it was, yeah, it was cool. Not cool. But it, it was <laughs> like, it makes you nervous because like, y you feel like that person's going to pull out a stamp and be like, denied. Right, or yeah. pass. Forever if you answer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> if you answer the wrong question, I'm like, oh my God, like, yeah. literally this guy has my dick in his hands. Um, he's not holding it while he's Yeah, I mean, I mean, that'd be a little unprofessional. I'm yeah. like, oh, how am I paying for this? Like, you should be paying me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it's kind of, it's nerve wracking because oh, like this person, your life depends on what this person writes down on this form. Mm. Um, anyway, I paid that money and then like he wanted me to go to therapy and uh, like just to double check um, that I was going down the right route. And then when that clinic closed, oh. he retired. Oh. And <laughs> so I'm back to kind of square one. Oh, God. Um, so yeah, far but not far enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Um, Do you feel like massively rushed to do it like are you no. just like give me them hormones now yeah or? i'm not like oh like where my titty pills are <laughs> like you know how you see me um is like how i am all the time like 20 28 7 mm. um so i don't there's no like before and after i don't wear wigs i don't wear like you know there's no like crazy illusion yeah, yeah. um so there's no, yeah, there's no rush, but I'm happy with myself and my body enough. Like I don't have complete dysphoria. Like some people have to go down this route like ASAP because they like, they can't look downstairs or they're, they're just like, oh, I don't want to touch it. Like I find it difficult just to pee. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not like that. I'm like, okay, girl, what's <laughs> going on? I was like, oh yeah, but that's really interesting. I've never thought about that. A really interesting concept of like, so you, I, you, you identify as a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it had a penis and mm -hmm. you, you're kind of like just cool with it like, yeah yeah I mean like so is that the, not conflicting or you just cool with it no like, like it doesn't my genitalia does not define me mm -hmm. um, everyone is different so as I well, mentioned kind of like before everyone under the label transgender what you do with that for your own self is up to you so some everyone has different goals on what the end goal is how they want to look how they want their body to be some people will want the full works um so to kind of give a diagnosis it depends as well like how much work that person needs done some people will want to get nothing and just you know just dress a certain way and live their life and live as different identity that's fine yeah some people want to be in the middle um, I kind of someone that's in the middle, mm -hmm. so I will do. Uh, I will get probably work on my top half of my body. Yeah. But from the on the bottom half, the waist down, I probably won't do anything. But this yeah. is all subject to change. How I felt, you know, five years ago about being a woman, you, I would be like whatever. Yeah. But now here I am. Um, and then, you know, I may say one thing today, but then be, have, have a complete change of heart in fact, five years, two years, one year. Yeah. Um, and everyone's different. So some people, if I say, you know, I want to get things done to the top half of my body, but not the bottom half. Some people will be like, oh, that's a little too much. Like if they're in the same boat, like if we lined all three of us up, someone, one person may be, oh, that's too much. Like for me, I don't want to get any work done. Yeah. I'm happy with this, that, this, that. <clears throat> I'm comfortable, cool. And then some people may turn, oh, that's not enough for me. 
I need to get this done, I need to get that done, and then that, that, so and so. Yeah. So everyone's different, but we're all three of those like imaginary people, including myself, yeah. are still transgender. Yeah. Our genitalia or what we have done to our bodies does not define us. Yeah. So yes. What, what do you think like it would fall under then? Is it just like a kind of cosmetic thing for most people? Cosmetic. Or, like, I mean they need it. I mean obviously some people feel like they need it. Yeah, some people will feel like they need it, some people will just be cosmetic. And the line does it is fall under like does it fall under like plastic surgery or like gender reassignment? Ah, see this is the problem. So some people will design them themselves with like plastic surgery and cosmetic surgery for cosmetic reasons right. to um, in not so many words, like kind of perceive themselves as the woman they picture yeah, in their head. Same thing, really. Then. So it's like yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. If I didn't, if I uh, like you know, if I wanted to look exactly like Blake Lively and I looked like you with mm. a beard and so and so, there would be obviously you know things I have to do. Like Some changes, <laughs> Miss Bang. Um, I could have like Blake Lively if I wanted. I mean, I mean, you have the you have the face for it. <laughs> yes. You, you know, I could just totally chisel out with yeah. some contour, <laughs> little glitter, cut crease moment. There's there's yeah. a video idea. Yeah. We're, talk, we're, we're discussing like yes. starting a YouTube channel. Let's just oh. do that. We should just do like yeah. I think like, whack it out the park. Yeah, yeah. make Ivy look like Sesh. Okay. Yeah, make over. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready with me. Um, but yeah, some people. So gender reassignment surgery that will be in terms of like the surgeries you will get most typically downstairs mm -hmm. um whether you're going from male to female or female to male that is typically changing everything to be the same part as your desired gender typically that would be the last thing people get done um it's not usually the first um, everyone, again, I would say everyone starts with hormones yeah. and then goes from there. Some people want to work on their face first. Some people want to work on their body first. But let's say if someone going from female to male, like from male to female, um, the timeline would kind of be uh, hormone therapy. Um, then after about two years, well, they recommend that you wait about two years um, for your breasts to fully develop. Mm -hmm. And then you'll get like uh, breast augmentation um, to like reshape, make them bigger if you want it bigger, uh, nipple correction, um, things like that. So, so, so is that is that because like through the hormones, like what what kind of results would you expect from that ah, in so terms of, like your like breasts? Like would they? You said about nipple correction and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Like um, so, this is the problem as well with taking hormones um, when you're on the waiting list. Some people actually do get really frustrated and start going black market for their hormones. Okay. Um, it's not recommended at all because one that could slow things down for you even more if the doctor finds out or your blood tests come back and they say, oh, this is how much estrogen you have on yeah. your body, yeah. but you shouldn't, it's too high. So like some people will get off market hormones or steal their friends or get it from a different country. And if they're on the wrong dosage, um, it can create complications, not only to your body, but also the way it grows and forms. Right. Okay. So if they take a dosage that is too high too soon it can create like tubular breasts oh okay so you know like I'm, there's, I'm sure there's even like regular girls out there that have them like you know when you like open a can of cranberry sauce <laughs> and you wiggle it out and it it's just looks solid yeah like, it's just a solid yeah like tube of yeah. cranberry sauce some girls titties look like that okay that's interesting regular girl like a regular cisgender woman or a transgender girl um if you are given the right dosage, 
it can obviously it would be a bit better but you can still get a little bit of tubular mo uh, like you know you want to just round it out yeah a little bit better so that is what the breast augmentation will do it's to because you only on hormones you can only go as big as a like a b um some are lucky and could go to a c yeah um but generally like you'll go to a b um you know some people are lucky and they don't need it done like once they've had the hormones like they could be happy with their breasts or they look great and they mm -hmm. look normal yeah um some people just need like lip nipple correction in the sense that you know if they got burger nips right okay. or um like they just they don't have enough of a peak yeah or they the way the, the breasts sit or how they slope they're yeah, just yeah. all over the place okay. so people will so after hormones after the initial like one or two years after they fully develop they'll get breast augmentation yeah because if you get breast augmentation like straight away um it could be really painful and really complicated but also then um they'll get even bigger and okay. then yeah so say like oh my idea ideal size is a d you'll get a D, but then after like a few more years on hormones, like they'll start to sag because the skin's loosening and then yeah, yeah. they'll go up to like um, a G or whatever. And yeah. then it's like, then you're gonna have to get a reduction and then you're gonna have excess skin. Yeah, and then, right. you know, it's all these things. Yeah. Um, but some people are so impatient, you know, they'll just go down that route. So it's, it's everyone's different. But after breast augmentation, um, in that two year period, the face starts to get softer, mm -hmm. um, cheekbones grow, hips grow, um, the f like, f like the brow, a lot, like the brow bone gets a bit softer. And at this point, once you've looked at your face, if you're happy with it, you can stay that way. Yeah. Um, it will just get more feminine, but some people get FFS, which is facial feminization surgery. So it can go as, it depends how, I want to say, I don't want to say it, like manly, like let's for instance, you look yeah. prior. So it could be as much as a hairline, or getting your hairline lowered, brow bone shaven down, nose reconstruction, um, chin shaven down, Adam's apple. Um, Adam's apple is again something that can be done early days because that doesn't actually require to be put under. Okay. Um, to have like your tracia shaven down. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, and it'll be like, uh, rhinoplasty um, those are like the essentials I would say so not everyone needs the, all of them but um, some people those are the I would say basics for a facial feminization surgery or like the most mm -hmm. um, so having you know your hairline lowered and the brow bone a bit flatter the nose reshaped the cheeks kind of like pushed up more or like having your jaw shaven down that is just what all the things that go into making a face more feminine. Yeah. Um, from that point on, um, and then uh, well, then you've got gender reassignment surgery, which is kind of the final stretch for some people. Yeah. Um, some people will stop at FFS. Some people will stop after breast augmentation. But when you get to gender reassignment surgery it's that's the longest one as well because that one has the most aftercare mm. um yeah you if you get ffs your face is gonna be fucked up and bruised for yeah, yeah a good month or two <clears throat> yeah but effort like if you get if you're going from having a dick to a vagina um there's a lot of aftercare you have to dilate like two three times a day mm -hmm. if anyone doesn't know what dilating is basically you have to place a like kind of like a dodo mm. sort of thing um like a contraption so you start small it's like a butt plug but it's for the front yeah. you have to put it up there like two to three times a day mm -hmm. um for like you know like five ten minutes yeah. and 
it's nothing sexual. It's just like you're just putting it up there, sit, like let it sit there. It's just so that everything heals um, correctly and gives like space, root, space room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also like I'm, apparently the smaller your like your junk was originally, the less room you have. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Yeah. So um, some people can't take a lot of dick right after because they didn't have a lot themselves to begin that's with. That's really that's a really interesting yeah. switch. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if I mean if you had a big dick um to begin with, then apparently you're going to have a lot more room yeah. for someone to play with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then that that can take about nine months to a year. So it, it's like three times a day or five times a day putting these little dildos up you and then mm. they get bigger and then the, the amount of times you have to do it per day it gets smaller and then you only have to do it like once a week and then it gets to a point where like because you can't have sex for, I think for like six months oh okay but then it gets to a point where like I think after that like you dilate once a week um, I can't remember when but it's like you dilate once a week or you can have sex once a week oh okay um, and that will count as a dilation and then yeah but then af anything other than that is purely cosmetic. Yeah. So lip fillers, cheek fillers, um, you know, Botox, um, you know, those things are more cosmetic to look more feminine. Yeah. But they're not necessary. They are more subject to what the person wants to look yeah, like. Sure. Yeah. So that's when it stops falling under the the category of gender reassignment okay. and things like that that's when it just becomes cosmetic so cosmetic yeah. Like, yeah okay cool right so so you're now you're well you said you're back at square one then for your hormone stuff yes go and get re-interviewed yes <laughs> re-diagnosed <laughs> yeah yeah okay so uh, like how far ahead are you planning are you kind of you just want the hormones and then see where you're at by the end of it or? yeah i mean i'll get i'll in my head like it's like get those titty pills you know start popping them like it's ecstasy is that, um, is that the only change you're expecting on those or you know what what kind of changes will, will happen on those um so apparently i'll be i'm a cunt but apparently i'll be more of a cunt um <laughs> so there are some like pros and cons and side effects and everyone is different mm. so some people take hormones and their sex drive like gets lower like their libido drops mm -hmm. i am someone that has a very very high sex drive mm -hmm. like my libido is very high that is a fear for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be that person, like that nagging shoe. It's like, babe, I'm tired. <laughs> I don't want to. Like, yeah. no, like me, like, uh, like if anyone knows me, like I'm the horniest person ever. Mm. I'm like, it's like, 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 say we just did it. And I'll be like, can we go again? <laughs> like, you know, or if like after a hookup, like, I don't know, let's say they've been and gone. I'm like, I'm still horny. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't want my libido to drop, yeah. but some people, it, it drops. Some people, it stays the same. And yeah. some people actually get higher mm -hmm. and they get even more horny um there'll be a bit of tenderness in the breasts the face will start to get a bit more softer like cheekbones will get uh plusher yeah. hair gets longer and thicker um your hips grow so you start to expand and get hips and side effects some people experience severe weight gain mm -hmm. some people experience weight loss um everyone's different side effects are just part of the yeah, package yeah. I guess um, for me you know yeah the plan would be to just like you know get hormones um, wait like those two years to see where I'm at the earlier you do it 
because um, it's easier to correct stuff in the early days. If you leave it too long and then you, you're fully developed as a man, it's gonna there's gonna be more surgery for you to get to look like a female. Okay. So if someone you see people you see kids that start at like eight years old and they can't start taking hormones until they're like 13, 14. Right. They're gonna be the type of um, like trans uh, people that would have to get the least amount of surgery. Yeah. Because they started from a younger age, they before corrected it before, yeah, yeah, they corrected yeah, yeah. it before nature did with puberty. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the longer you leave it, but there are people that transition like years down the line, like 40, 50 years old, um, and they're like, but because they fully developed, like fully, fully developed as that gender, there's more surgery involved for them. So that's why I said like, some people that's not enough, some people that's too much. Yeah. Because everyone's different. Yeah. Is it something that, it feels weird because it's basically a course of medication, right? Is it something you're excited about? Um, or is it just like a, a necessary... I mean, I'm excited to get some titties. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited in the sense that it's going to be, it's going to, when you take, when I imagine, what, what I imagine anyway, when you take that first pill, it's like, ah, bitch, made it, mm, you know, here yeah. I am. But it's, it's not like you take that pill and that all your worries and troubles go away you have to be extremely secure and happy within yourself because and you need to have a lot of um so you need to have like a good self-esteem and a lot of security in the sense that you're happy because you know things are going to change from that from the minute you take that first pill mm. like everything you know it's done like forget it like i can sit here and like tell you all these things that you know and educate but let's say like I'm, I take my pill tomorrow and then six months down the line I can be a completely different person yeah. um, it changes people people lose friends over taking mm -hmm. hormones because their personality changes right. um, because they become different as a person everything, everything changes yeah. um, so I would just say you know and I would always advise for myself but everyone else but be prepared yeah. because you're right now you're in like the calm before the storm but don't think as well that you know, you have all these problems like you don't have a career or money or friends and family, but the minute you take this pill, it's all going to be better yeah. because it's not. Mm. Um, so there is like pros and cons. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that to happen, but I'm also prepared, mentally I'm prepared for what's to come because I know it's not going to be an easy road, yeah. um, but I've made it this far. I'm a strong person. Like I said, I'm, you know, pretty thick skinned. Mm -hmm. So I don't really, you know, just here for the ride yeah yeah cool all right well yeah we'll have to get you back on when you've found a clinic that won't close yes uh, exactly so yeah <laughs> give you some stuff yes. yeah cool you're shaking right. my little pill bottle oh <laughs> uh, do you want you want, i'll give you one his little party favor oh, go on. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 go on yeah, yeah. peer pressure <laughs> don't do drugs kids <laughs> That's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really, really means a lot to me that you have gone out of your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their sex stories. <laughs> um, if you like what we're doing, go check us a follow on Let's Talk About Sex Jamie on Instagram. Uh, tell your friends about us. Leave a review on iTunes. All that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end, basically. Um, yeah, it really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week. Love you. Bye. <laughs>